1: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, it's my first broadcast of the new year, 2023. And I'm going to double down on the story that I ended last year with in 2022, and that's the story of Kirk Cameron and his story hour. This is a big deal. I don't want to just talk about it once. We need to talk about it again, because this is the kind of stuff that can change our culture for the good. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, And this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Happy New Year. This is my first broadcast of 2023. And I'm grateful to all of you for listening into this show as you do loyally, day after day, month after month. We're up to over 600 broadcasts right now that we've archived away. And by the way, if you want to access any of those back issues, those archived issues of The Rebellion, you can do so by going to my website. We've talked about it before. It's DrEverettPiper.com. That's D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R.com. If you go to that website, there are uh, various different tabs on the menu bar. Just click on that menu bar and you'll see access to my books. You can see how to schedule me to speak in this new year if you want me to come to your church or your political venue or any other event for that matter. I enjoy speaking and I enjoy coming out and meeting many of you who want to get this message out, this message of telling the truth in a culture that's so desperate because of the lies that we're imbibing on a daily basis in a time of universal deceit, universal lies. Truth is the only rebellion. It's the strongest rebellion that we have. And I suppose that's a good segue to today's show because I want to talk about this Kirk Cameron story again. Because this is an example of, in a time of universal deception, one of the biggest lies, one of the emblematic lies, the poster child of the lie of our time, is this drag queen story craze that's sweeping the nation. And the fact that we're promoting them as child-friendly, family-friendly events. Is there anything that's a bigger lie than that? Than to have a bunch of adult men dress up sexually, provocatively, mimicking a cabaret striptease, And inviting children to come and participate in this and brainwash these kids in the first few years of their lives to be sexually confused, to have these images imprinted on their mind. Child psychologists tell us that the early days of a child's life are the days in which you imprint that child with those images that are true and false, good and beautiful, and you help that child distinguish what's right and wrong in the coming years. Uh, the, the the good folks among us in the church recognize this. That's why we have Sunday school. That's why we have catechisms. We know that if you train up a child in the way he should go when he's old, he's likely not to depart from it. In other words, it's your obligation as an adult and as a parent to train up your children in the right ways, because it's in those early years that if you imprint righteousness on their heart, they're more likely to be righteous as they grow up to become young men and women. It's only common sense. You know this. Every parent, every grandparent knows this. It's your obligation to teach your kid the, different, the difference between right and wrong. Correct? Well, this drag queen craze, this family-friendly drag queen nonsense that's sweeping our nation is is acknowledging. They know that if they can imprint these ideas on 5-year-olds, 6-year-olds, 10-year-old minds, that when they're old, they may not depart from those ideas. So they're doing exactly what the Bible calls for. They're only using that truth in a very nefarious way. They're training up children in the way they should go, so that when they are old, they will not depart. They know this. Now, they're not referring to it in the biblical context like that, but they know that the young mind, the young brain, The five-year-old, six-year-old, eight-year-old brain is very moldable. That that psyche can be imprinted with stuff that that kid will never get out of his brain, out of his mind, out of his heart and soul. So that's what they're doing. And they're moving into Heartland America, and they're trying to indoctrinate your children by making this stuff part and parcel of the educational process. That's why it's going into the public libraries. That's why these drag queens are trying to get into the public school system. When you hear any educator advocating for this nonsense, find a way to get your children out of that school. And find a way, if it's a public school, a public school teacher, find a way to put pressure on the administration of your local school boards your local school superintendent principals and whatnot, find a way to fire that person. The person is dangerous. They're guilty of child abuse in my in my mind. And five minutes ago in terms of human history, everybody would have agreed with that. That an adult man, a 45 year old man, for example, dressing up, mocking, mimicking a woman, intentionally playing out in public a strip tease type of entertainment that anybody that would have argued that this was a child-friendly event was literally out of their mind. Even the people that, quote-unquote, enjoyed this entertainment would have said, no, keep your kids out of here. It's kind of like, do you expect uh, the next shoe to fall to be people arguing that it's child-friendly to go take your kids to a Chip and Dale's performance at the local casino? Uh, Or that um, the local gentleman's club is going to have a child-friendly night? I mean, if you start hearing that kind of stuff, which you may, I don't know, we've lost our ever-loving minds, they may make that argument next. And frankly, there's no difference logically between that argument and this child-friendly drag queen stuff. Anyway, I've talked about this ad nauseum. Some of you are saying, here we go again, Piper's going to talk about this drag queen stuff. Well, it's not going away. Tonight in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, okay, this is January 3rd as I'm speaking right now. In Bartlesville, Oklahoma tonight, there's another city council meeting on this very thing. So if you're listening today, and it's it's uh, before uh, 5 o'clock in the evening on January 3rd, then what you need to do is you need to get in your car and you need to drive down to City Hall, and you need to get there early. Get there at 5 o'clock, no later, because I believe the event starts, the meeting starts at 5.30. Get there at 5 o'clock so that you get a seat, because the hall will be packed, because the drag queen advocates are trucking people in. Literally, people will come in from Tulsa and the surrounding areas to try to overwhelm Bartlesville, Oklahoma with their negative agenda. Their agenda to force the people of Bartlesville, Oklahoma to have these drag queen events in public spaces. They're threatening to sue the city if the city doesn't continue to permit it. You need to get there, and you need to take a seat in City Hall, and you need to be prepared to speak your mind. All right, today's show is on this again. I'm encouraging you to listen. I'm encouraging you to take part and at least go do nothing other than sit there and be present to give silent support to the people that still have a soul, still have a mind, still have a spine. Be there to support them. And if you care to speak up, think about what you want to say in advance. Be quick, be clear, and be done. Defend the innocence of children and the dignity of women. Surely, we can all hold that as a common goal for any community, any community that still cares for its citizens and the standards of decency for their town or village. Let's take a break, and when I get back, I want to go over this story of Kirk Cameron in a different way one more time and do it in a positive way to celebrate Kirk Cameron's leadership and how he has chosen to tackle this thing and how it's something we can all copy. I'm Dr. Robert Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Let's take a break, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes.
0: sold the patriot auto group proud oklahomans in the communities we serve
1: okay welcome back to the rebellion so last week as i ended uh, 2022 i talked to you about uh, how i went to a show when i was 5 years old a movie in detroit michigan and it was an epic film at the time it was titled called the greatest story ever told and um, in that movie many of the hollywood greats Uh, starred or co-starred, you had Telly Savalas, Shelley Winters, Angela Lansbury, Charlton Heston, John Wayne, Roddy McDowell. The list went on and on and on. This was a movie about the story of Christ. Uh, The title speaks for itself, The Greatest Story Ever Told. My argument last week was that we need to be prepared to enter into this story hour craze in in a manner that Kirk Cameron has chosen where he's saying, okay, if you want to have story hours, I'd like to have my own. As you know, Kirk Cameron has written a children's book that focuses on the biblical virtues of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. These are the fruits of the Spirit, as identified by the Apostle Paul in one of his epistles to the first century church, where he was telling them that if you live by the Spirit rather than yourself, if you start allowing God to fill your heart, mind, and soul, if you allow your emotions and your mind and your heart, your soul, to be controlled by the Holy Spirit, if you saturate yourself in the Word of God so thoroughly that that's that's what pours out of your daily existence. If you fill your mind with goodness, if you fill your heart with righteousness, if you are born again and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, then what will pour out of you on a daily basis? Goodness. Fruits. Uh, in Richard Weber terms, ideas have consequences. The ideas, the virtues of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And Kirk Cameron's argument is, hey, if you're going to talk about drag queens in your local library and have story hours where men dress up like women, blackface women, basically culturally appropriate unto themselves something that's not theirs and sit in front of a bunch of little kids and read books to them, then surely uh, you'd welcome me coming and reading my book about these fruits of love, joy, and peace. Well, as you know, Kirk Cameron was initially turned down, but he... He didn't accept no for an answer. He actually was gentle and kind, but he was faithful. He he was self-controlled. He wasn't, he wasn't angry and out of control. He demonstrated the fruits of the Spirit by going back to these libraries and saying, Hey, uh, I, I'd like you to reconsider, and if you don't, I do have First Amendment rights. And implicitly in that statement was, if you don't give me equal time for these for these things that I want to talk about and read to children about then we'll get our attorneys involved and we'll push you to the point where you have to give us our first amendment rights because you can't turn us down if you're going to do it with these other with these other people these drag queens. Well, I featured a story last week about how the Indianapolis library gave, gave in. All right, and I wrote an article over the weekend that's gotten a little bit of buzz where I said, in my view, Kirk Cameron deserves the story of the year. And in the context, I was thinking of how in 2015 I was blessed to be on NBC Today's top 10 stories, news stories of the year because of my commentary on not a daycare. I was stunned, quite frankly, to be listed in the top 10 at the end of the year. So I'm trying to play off of that experience where several of the mainstream media um, key players like NBC Today and others, they'll they'll review the year in news, and they'll identify the top stories of the year as they try to help people remember what really kind of was a tipping point, what tipped the scales that year, what really caught people's attention. Well, in 2015, uh, I was surprised and blessed to be on that list because of my This is a University, It's Not a Daycare commentary, which you've heard about before. It was a fun thing, Uh, you know, 15 minutes of fame, so to speak. Excuse me. Well, I wrote my article this week, and I said that Kirk Cameron deserves to be in the uh, top 10 news stories of the year, if you will. And I said my story of the year uh, winner goes to Kirk Cameron. I said that New New Year's weekend was here, and, and, and New Year's is a time of anticipation and reflection, by the way. We rightfully look ahead and we pray for better days. Okay, isn't that part of New Year's celebration? Um, but none of us can help but look over our shoulder, too, at the same time. <coughs> Again, excuse me. We, we see the headlines of the past year, the stories that caught our attention and serves to, serve as the poster child for the calendar that's ending, right? Isn't that part of the New Year's weekend? So I said nominees for the 2022 top news stories of the year might include runaway inflation, rumors of the Great Reset, maybe it was the red wave that never happened. Maybe your top 10 or your top story would be America's energy crisis, the crisis on our national borders. We talk about the southern border, but there's a crisis on all of our borders what nation can be a nation without borders or perhaps the first thing that you see when you're asked what your what is your story of the year yeah, the first thing that pops into your head might be Elon Musk and the Twitter files or maybe the blizzard in buffalo of a couple of weeks ago you know that blizzard that was brought to you by global warming yeah and i've paid as much attention to the headlines as anyone but none of this stuff the economy Uh, The border crisis, Elon Musk, Twitter files, global warming, cooling, climate change, whatever you want to call it. None of that makes it to the top of my list for 2022. When, When you consider the cultural impact of all these stories, I'd argue that they pale in comparison to this one that's coming out of our heartland right now. This story of Kirk Cameron. His story, I think, deserves to be considered as the story of the year. The this, this story of him just wanting to read a children's book that he's titled, As You Grow. So, in the midst of a culture war where sexually confused men are now given over to uh, this desire to strut in front of children, and they're given free reign to groom little children in America's public spaces, That's what we're doing. We're giving sexually confused men free reign to groom little children in our public spaces, our public parks, our public streets, on our sidewalks. In the midst of that lunacy, Mr. Cameron makes headlines during this Christmas season by simply saying, if you're going to have drag queen story hours for kids in your local libraries, I'd like equal time. This is all he said. Go listen to his comments. He's very gentle and kind. And he says to these libraries in letter form, would you let me come to your community and read to children about virtues such as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And as I've already said, you know that Kirk Cameron made this request and the response from over 50, 50 different libraries across the nation, it wasn't favorable. They simply said no. But this former star, this child, Hollywood star of growing pains. He didn't accept that as the final answer. He didn't get angry. He didn't get vitriolic. He he didn't start mocking or maligning people and engage in fallacious reasoning like ad hominem attacks. No, he didn't do that. He didn't call people names. He just responded and said, I'd like you to reconsider or I'll exercise my First Amendment rights. I've already told you that. So what was the result at the Indianapolis Public Library? Well, they reversed course and they let him come for a public reading. Of this book, again, go buy it. Support him. The book is titled As You Grow by Kirk Cameron. So what happened? Well, I told you the story last week. Over 2,500 people showed up. Not the 25 people and their kids that you see in these drag queen story hour pictures. And shame on those parents or grandparents or aunts and uncles, whoever takes their kids to this stuff. Shame on you. Better for a millstone to be tied around your neck and you be cast into the depths of the sea, says Jesus, than to do something like this to children, to lead them astray. So thousands of moms and dads, not ten, not a dozen, not two dozen, but thousands of moms and dads came with their kids to the Indianapolis Public Library to listen to Kirk Cameron read about what the Apostle Paul, St. Paul, calls the fruits of the Spirit. Hundreds Upon hundreds of people flocked to the Indianapolis Library to hear about love and how the Bible is clear in 1 Corinthians. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. That's what the Bible says about love. It's not envious or boastful. It's not arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. You'll notice how Kirk Cameron is engaging in the story hour. He's demonstrating real love, okay? Not the culture's definition of love, but real love, true love. And that hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Again, that's the Bible. And dozens listened intently as Mr. Cameron told their children that joy is a choice. Everyone can make in responding to life's difficulties. That you can choose to submit yourself to something bigger and better than you. And that's a joyful experience to know that all things do work together for the good of those that love God. That's joy. It's a choice that you can make in responding to life. All things work together for the good. If you're focused on God and not yourself a sovereign God, rather than your petty desire to control everything. There were countless smiles from little ones all ages as they soaked up this message that peace, love, joy, peace, that peace comes from knowing the creator of the universe who walks by your side every step of every day. You can take solace in the fact that God's in charge. He created the universe, he created you, and he's walking by your side every day. You can't get away from him. God is omniscient, all, 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 he knows everything, omnipotent, he has all power, he's sovereign, he's omnipresent, he's here right now, he's in charge. You can take peace in that. And, and young and old folks alike at this story hour heard that patience means being steadfast under challenging circumstances. And kindness means being a person who thinks of others first. And aiding others is much more important than affirming yourself. Stop this nonsense about wanting to be affirmed. It's selfish. Okay. You're not being kind when you focus on yourself all the time. Tons of people, moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, children alike, heard Kirk Cameron talk about goodness and how it's the behavior flowing from an upright heart. And Then they heard about another virtue, gentleness. It's the opposite of harshness. Jesus himself said, it is the meek, the meek, the gentle, who will inherit the earth, not the harsh and the brash. Everyone understood that to be faithful is to be loyal and give your allegiance to no other. And maybe the days take home. The last of these virtues, fruits of the spirit of love, joy, are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and what? What's the last one? Self-control. And this is a lesson that love is not synonymous with sex. Biggest lie of our time, that love and sex are the same thing. No, they're not. Like I've said a dozen times on this show, I hope you love a lot of people that you choose not to have sex with. Love and sex are not synonymous. Love is not sexual desire. All human beings can be defined by God, not their libido. Or as Peter says in one of his epistles, make every effort to add self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord, close quote. What is Peter talking about here? Self-control. Listen to that verse again. Make every effort to add self-control. And self-control leads to perseverance. And perseverance leads to what? Godliness. And godliness establishes mutual affection. And what is mutual affection? Well, it leads to love. Was there anything in there about sex? No. Sexual desire? No. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, love. Self-control leads to those things. So if you want to wave your banner of love trumps hate, then define love properly. Love involves self-control. Being defined by your Lord, not your libido. Recognizing that love and sex are not synonymous terms. And you persevere and you achieve a level of godliness, which leads to mutual affection. You have affection for other people because you love them. And you're self-controlled enough to not want your own things over and above what's best for them. This is the way you become effective and productive in your knowledge of the Lord. So here's the deal. In a year where drag queen story hours are all the rage, or were all the rage, we're talking about 2022 now, Kirk Cameron steps into the fray and proved essentially what John Wesley said, oh, about 250 years before our time. Uh, Some people say this is a spurious quote. So if you want to challenge me and say there's no actual record of Wesley saying this, okay, Fine. This quote has traditionally been attributed to John Wesley. So go with me on this, okay, as we set the stage for 2023. Listen to this quote. It, John Wesley said, If you set yourself afire, people will come from miles around just to watch you burn. Well, what was he talking about? Obviously, it's a metaphor. He's not arguing to go set yourself afire in the streets. But he's creating this image. This image of people being burned at the stake, if you will. And doing it of their own volition. Setting themselves afire. Because people will come and watch this. They'll come from miles around to watch you burn. What's the point here? If you're willing to tell your story, to set yourself afire... With your story of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. If you're willing to set yourself afire with the greatest story ever told, like Kirk Cameron just did. That's what he did. There's no self-aggrandizement here. There's no self-promotion. Kirk Cameron is merely saying, I want to tell the greatest story ever told. He's doing it within the context of the Apostle Paul's admonition as to how to live the Christian life. Kirk Cameron is saying, I'm going to set myself afire with love and joy and peace, as defined by the Bible, with patience, kindness, and goodness, as defined by the Apostles, and by Christ himself. Gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I'm going to set myself afire and tell that story. And what happened? What happened? People literally came from miles around just to watch him burn. 2,500 plus just to watch him burn. Not 25, not 30. 2,500 people came from miles around just to watch him burn. Congratulations to Kirk Cameron for being the 2022 Story of the Year. This is a story that saved the world in the past, and it will save it again if we just have the courage to tell it. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.